1: Everybody. Welcome to another episode of Just the Headers. That's right. Uh today's show uh is brought to you by um Quaker Oats. Uh don't <laughs> the, one, uh, the
0: one minute kind?
1: Yeah, yeah. One oh. minute Quaker Oats. If you're in a if you're in a rush in the morning and you don't feel like you could get out the door, you need Quaker Oats and you need more. I was supposed to sing that. It says right here in my notes. It was supposed to be a jingle, but I opted out. So, Dang. yeah. Sorry, Jesse. We don't get the bonus pay from Quaker Oats. Because I didn't do the jingle. So, what does the jingle sound like? Just curious. Whatever happened to you, quick breakfasts? That's how it sounds. It's like a <laughs> full house. Theme just song. Say, yeah. It sounds a lot like full house. Yeah. Well. <laughs> What is that? Whatever happened to your complex carbohydrates? Get them right now. Quicker oats. Yeah. One minute, quick, fast. Yeah. That's the jingle. It's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Do you put quicker oats in your protein shakes? I did that at one point. I thought I was it's- hot shit.
0: Do you, like before you blend it? No, I've never done that. I just eat the oatmeal in the morning.
1: I was like, getting all these complex carbs. Gonna get my muscles right. <laughs> that's, that's whatever I say Whatever I'm eating clean whatever they say like, mm-hmm. I was listening to myself gonna get my muscles right <laughs> it helps with the motivation because a lot of people don't realize not only do you need motivation to get in the gym you need motivation while you're out of the gym to eat the, the right things that helped you while you're in the gym it's just a continuous cycle it never stops <laughs> I had a
0: donut yesterday after not after eating clean for like the past month and it's dieting. you just your muscles
1: wrong, Jesse.
0: <laughs> Dude, I lost like fifteen to twenty pounds.
1: Congratulations, man! I bet you look looking svelte.
0: I'm um, I'm getting there. Ten more pounds and I'll be shredded. Suave. I'll be small.
1: <laughs> Are you gonna go to the the club and dance like uh, jean Claude Van Damme did in Bloodsport?
0: Oh, yeah, no definitely not did that in my early 20s I'm, I'm done with
1: that oh so you went to the club with tucked in muscle shirt and pleated pleated pants because <laughs> that's yep. what jean-claude van damme does nope. when you put a little oil on his shoulders it makes him kind of glisten i guess it's okay that he's in the club dressed that way so so uh, anyways uh shit this is just the headers. Uh, this is a show about the headlines in uh, crypto. the crypto e- crypto ecosystem. yeah, the c- crypto blockchain thing. No I'm kidding. I shouldn't uh, belittle this. Um, so if you're just now coming across just the headers, we give you the headlines from last weekend to, to now. Um, and that's uh, and that's what we do. And then we give some color commentary. Sometimes we get a little curious, right, Jesse? We dive deep into some things accidentally. Yep. And those are always my favorite moments because we end up, like, learning something new. Like, slowly over this year, we figured out we have no idea how the financial monetary system works at all. Well, we have a clue, but it's, like, not very much and we still don't. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very it's it's a lot more complicated than Bitcoin mining. But for some reason Bitcoin is the most complex thing on the world to people, so. Um anyways, what, what how's your week go, Jesse? How, let's, before we hop in the headers, let's let's uh, give you time to to talk about how your week went.
0: Ah, uh, man. Um just moving stuff, doing real life stuff. Nice. Uh played a lot of wow this past week wow um, wow wow um, <laughs> have you seen the owen wilson meme uh, that they I, did i have yeah wow.
1: awesome. you but, should uh, yeah. write a script that makes your computer say that whenever you double click the shortcut for wow
0: oh no no I, I think i would have to stop playing it if i heard that all the time wow <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm looking at pictures of Jean Claude Van Damme.
1: Type in Jean Claude Van Damme dancing. Yeah, I found his club picture. Here, look. Mm-hmm. The
0: dancing? No. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh damn! Mm-hmm. Sometimes just, you just gotta get a wife beater, tuck that bad boy into some khakis, and take make sure those khakis are pleated, and you go to the <laughs> dance and you show those ladies what you are working with, baby. <laughs> uh, are they in like Vietnam? Like, uh, they are understand. in Vietnam. You are correct.
0: Oh man, and that's not like a tank top. That's like, I mean, it looks sorry, like a that's tank. That's
1: kickboxer, not blood sport. Let me get that right, huh?
0: Look, look at his shirt or his his tank it's like suspenders if suspenders were like a wife beater
1: uh let me tell you something about high fashion jesse because it sounds like you don't know (laughs) but that is when you wear wife beaters sometimes you got to put a little buckle clip on the shoulder straps when your chest is as ripped as mr jcvd all right so i heard a little tone in your voice like why is this guy wearing this crazy shit just means you don't understand high fashion and you don't understand JCVD. Interesting. Okay. All right. I'll accept that. Have you ever seen a roundhouse repeated three times in a row faster than humanly possible?
0: Uh, yeah. When I watched his movies. Oh, oh well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Gonna- we're going to get into the headlines. But first, I challenge you guys to find the clip of Jean Claude Van Damme where he was challenged to recreate this scene but he was wearing really really tight pants and um and he actually got a little bit excited on live television that that is on YouTube and you can see JCVD with a no reason uh with a no reason stiffy dancing on a talk show it is it is a weird sight uh, oh. so let's get into the <laughs> Hold up! You're sending me stuff on Slack, and it's I put gonna, it in random, and it's gonna come, it's gonna come through on the show. But it's okay. That's the Slack noise, guys. For you guys that don't Slack. Um. So the first article is from. Uh, let us see here. September fifteenth. That'd be last Saturday, two thousand eighteen, at nine fifteen UTC. Uh, what's UTC? Universal Transcontinental? I don't know. It's just like the Ooh. time that the world uses. Uh so this is written by Lisa Heretic. Grin is hard forking every six months to keep ASICs off the network. Um so Grin is Grin is a coin. It's a thing out there. The Grin community is trying to keep Asics away, but only for the next two years. Best known for implementing Wimble, which refractors and in turn improves both the privacy and scalability of its blockchain. The developers of Grin recently released a technical roadmap that looks to keep the powerful mining hardware from being used on its network. So, here's a quote. What we're worried about is our early years and the potential first mover advantage that would come with an ASIC manufacturer producing rigs ready on our first day. This would lead to an extremely centralized mining market. So, um, All these coins that say that they're ASIC proof are are not telling the truth. They're ASIC resistant. Um, ASICs to me seem like an inevitable conclusion, but this is not coming from me. Let's ask Jesse, the person who is an electrical engineer who might have a a, a slightly more educated opinion on the fact.
0: Nope, I have no educated opinion on ASICs.
1: Well, no, I mean it's a chip. like It's it's an action-specific integrated chip
0: yeah no i i yeah but i don't know like if so okay okay i guess from like a on a fundamental level from like basic um a basic electronics class anything that you um want any any software computation that you're doing um can be translated into more hardware or any less hardware can be translated into more software as long as you have, um, I guess the, the capability on the chip. So it's like, if you want, if you want to push more math onto the hardware, you're going to have to have more hardware. But if you want to push or pull less of that, that math, then, I mean, you're going to have to have more software. And so like right now we use, you know, you can use your CPU to like mine any, any algorithm. Um, but I guess, i'm not I'm not clear on the details, but i mean if you're able to create an ASIC for like any algorithm, then I guess it's just inevitable like d saying
1: so it's like you put the math on the hardware or you put the math on the software either way right. it could be done right so it doesn't matter how complex your algorithm is right you could have nested you could have nested sha two fifty six to the third power just some nasty ass algorithm and you could still theoretically build a chip that would crunch through those numbers hecka fast
0: I mean I don't see why you wouldn't be able to hmm. but it would just be really complicated
1: so then this goes to a deeper question Jesse yeah is there ever a such thing as complete decentralization because there's always going to be an ASIC there's always going to be a better ASIC there's always going to be those that have it and those that don't those that don't which means there's always going to be more computational power in a small group of people's hands but they don't like oh this is a stupid route to go on because they don't like own the network they just have a higher probability of getting more coin so never mind I was going to do some large Superman 2 plot but doesn't Mm. quite work so
0: yeah yeah I mean you're always going to have inequality I don't think you're I don't think blockchain is solving any of that right No. but you're going to have more or I guess less extremes of inequality I think somebody did like a fiat comparison as far as um, the number of people with the largest amounts of fiat and then comparatively to like bitcoin for instance and I think Bitcoin is um, it's more distributed versus normal fiat. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think in time, it'll just, you know, the people who are rich in fiat don't need to spend a lot in crypto and will just hoard crypto. And, I mean, you'll have the same problems. I don't think it's really solving anything other than giving you transparency mm-hmm. and kind of removing
1: the middleman of, like, banking. So this is very interesting. And then we'll move on to the second article. Um, Block Cipher CEO and co-founder Catherine Nicholson had some words to say about people making ASICs for this Grin coin that's uh, applying Mimblewimble, which is basically like security and scalability or privacy and scalability. Um, it says rather than funding the open source development work directly, they would rather pursue something that one would destroy the ecosystem before it has a chance to develop. And two is so self-serving while riding off the backs of people who have done all the work. So here's, I just want to say to her, I'm sure you're, you're awesome, Catherine, but, um, um, newsflash, this entire, everything is built on greed. So if people see an opportunity to make a lot of coin, or make a lot of value or make get a lot of purchasing power, they're gonna take it. That's what this entire ecosystem was was built on. So I mean you're not it's like you're yelling at a wall. And the wall can't reach out and pat you on the back. So anyways. Let's that got really somber. I'm sorry, Jesse. Let's move on to the next article. Speaking of somber, Overstock is to offer a Bitcoin for sale after acquiring Bitsy.com biometric wallet. So uh, this this is a oh this is a Bitcoin.com this is a Roger Ver special. Uh, this is written by C. Edward Kelso, our favorite homie from the hood. Uh, so Medici Ventures, a blockchain crypto specific division of Overstock.com. Uh, has acquired Bitsy.com in an effort to finally merge the worlds of online retail with decentralized digital cash facilitated by the Bitsy new biometric wallet. The crypto winter, assuming it ends at some point, might be best defined by what companies in the space did to prepare for the future to consolidate and increase relative positions as others retreated. So. Overstocks Medici acquires Bitsy. So, Bitsy is a a wallet. Um, It does biometric stuff. So, it'll read your face and it'll read your fingerprint to make sure that you are you and you can send the crypto about. So, that's kind of neat, right? That is pretty neat. Do you think they'll ever be able to hack my face? Like, it's possible, right? I see it on Mission Impossible every damn movie. The Ethan Hunt is out here putting on a mask, looking like somebody else doing crazy spy shit
0: yeah i like that part of mission impossible the whole face yeah massive. it's always cool like, yeah the voice
1: changing mm-hmm. and you always know when it's coming because like the the little flutes or the piccolos spark up The little and you're like oh shit he's about to take off his face Ugh. And he <laughs> takes off his face you're like oh shit that was eating up the whole time you stupid asses
0: Oh, the last one, the last Mission Impossible Fallout, you know, the scene where. Um,
1: okay, so spoiler alert. Oh, okay. Jeez, yeah, sorry. Man. Come on.
0: <laughs> I forgot about that. I mean, it's been out for a while.
1: Yeah. See, now the tables are turned on me because I was spoiling the hell out of Avengers like two months after it was out.
0: I still um, haven't seen
1: it. You haven't?
0: Nope.
1: Spoiler alert. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody dies. Yeah, I remember that. Um. Um.
0: yeah so remember how like he has the the scientist in the jail cell he being the um the operative that turned um that's within is it
1: who is um mi6
0: is it mi6 uh
1: huh oh wait that's james bond isn't it
0: yeah mi6 is james bond this guy um mission impossible
1: team is just the mission impossible crew
0: no they're called something right
1: No, I think they're just called the Mission Impossible crew. Google, Who's it, the Google guy- that. Are okay. they CIA? Mission Impossible um,
0: Agency. Oh, it's called the IMF. That's right, the Impossible Mission Force.
1: Oh, we were close. I was close. I was closer than you, so I win that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, let me see. Uh, po- Mission Impossible Fallout. Who is
0: the dude who was fake IMF? Oh, he wasn't IMF. He was like the guy who's there to guarantee if anything went wrong, he would kill Tom Cruise. The guy that he killed in the
1: helicopter scene. Are you talking about the brand new Mission Impossible still? Yeah. No one has seen it. I have not seen that.
0: Oh, damn it. Okay. Never mind. Else, oh, wow. I'll, I'll stop Wow! You're really it.
1: brazen. You were like, "I don't give a shit about people's feelings. I'm just going to spoil <laughs> this movie for everybody."
0: It's really not that great of a movie, but it was like the only movie during the summer that got decent ratings on Rotten Tomato.
1: Not that great of a movie. No, it's that's it really the same wasn't. way I described Jurassic Park three.
0: That's the one with um, um oh, what's his name? Jeff Goldblum. St- no, no no oh is that no the main character is that
1: yeah that is still Jeff Goldblum Gold Who's in the second one and the first one not the third one okay who's in the third one then um let's see I think William H. Macy uh Tia Leone um so William H. Macy Tia Leone um Grant Dr. Grant I don't know his name
0: Oh uh, yeah, I remember. Okay, okay. No, I'm thinking the um the newest one, the newest iteration of Jurassic uh, Park with ju- the Jurassic World with the guy from um.
1: Oh, you know about Chris Pratt?
0: Chris, yeah, Chris Pratt. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, we got a little bit okay. lost here. I don't know how we got here, honestly.
0: We were talking about
1: oh biometric wallets and can they copy my face so quick answer no they can't copy your face long answer maybe someday but we don't have to live in that dystopian future without emotions so on to the next article that was a weird route we took a weird route route what did you say
0: Uh, under Medici Ventures the subheader is your face is your key
1: That sounds so weird. Your face is your key. Oh, here's another question. What if you go out, what if you're one of those ranty types, and you go out to a bar and decide you want to start a fight, and you get your face, you get your ass kicked, and your face doesn't look the same anymore. Can you not use your money? Nope, can't use your money anymore. (laughs) Oh, don't go out to the bar and get in fights, get that ass kicked, because then you don't get to use your money (laughs) And that's just good life advice. Don't go out to the bar and get in fights and get that ass kicked. That's life advice from from D and Jesse. There you go. Um, so here we go. Uh, here here's is is your last article from the last weekend. This was from Sunday. It was written by Avi Mizrahi. Avi Avi Mizrahi. Uh, this is a Bitcoin.com article. Um. Crazy Bitcoin caucus, caucus Cassius coin there. uh This kind of neat Peter Thiel, which is uh known for his ability to think hard and invest hard. Uh crypto versus AI dichotomy will determine the future of humanity. Um so it's very interesting. It's almost like the first few episodes of the Animatrix where like first we give machines the ability to think. And then we give them the ability to do and then do and think. And then surprise, surprise, they create their own country and economy. And then surprise, surprise, their economy is so much more effective than ours. They become the most powerful country on the planet. And then surprise, surprise, we're fighting the machines. And then surprise, surprise, Neo. Um, So, um, But anyways, let me talk about the article. From time to time, we all need a reminder that Bitcoin is much more than just an asset that could be checked on a daily price chart. Uh, Peter Thiel reveals that he believes the crypto versus AI dichotomy will shape the future of humanity, presenting us with a choice between big brother totalitarian government and a world of greater liberty. So he's the PayPal co-founder and venture capital billionaire known to be long on Bitcoin. Jesse, are you also long on Bitcoin? Um, I have, I have some, yeah. Well, I am I'm long on
0: Bitcoin, like... yes
1: Cool So Peter Thiel in a recent interview uh, Rocking that Neo-Nazi haircut uh, Says that for <laughs> Sorry Peter, I'm sorry I'm not saying anything about you I'm just saying your hair It's, it's Reiki
0: I think his so... last name is pronounced Teal
1: Teal? It's not, yeah, it's, thiel.
0: Not, it's not Thiel? It's not Thiel, it's
1: Teal I'm sorry I bet you the man looks good in Teal Probably. Um, I love how, you, <laughs> I how you, you agreed with that so quick. Probably, yeah. Looks like you look great in teal. Uh, for the next look, at show, the, look at the
0: YouTube image below. It's like a thumbnail of him wearing white.
1: Yeah, man. He's looking mighty Reiki in that picture. Um, so the Rubin Report. Uh, so... So, he went on a long, lengthy interview with the Rubin Report. I'm unfamiliar with the Rubin Report, but he discussed his views on a lot of subjects. Uh, it after it started after refusing to smoke a joint on the air, which is a lame opportunity for you, Mr. Teal. You had an opportunity, so... Let's go into a little bit of what he said. Teal explained his view regarding cryptocurrencies, saying, on Bitcoin, so if crypto is libertarian, AI is communist. Everyone thinks crypto is libertarian because you have all these ideas about decentralization money and things like this. Nobody says AI is communist, and that's because we are sort of more conscious of people with different views like libertarian, and we are less conscious of people with collectivist views, because that's more the zeitgeist. But I think... The crypto versus AI dichotomy goes to the sort of question about what's the future of the computer age going to look like, and is it going to be more centralized or more decentralized? So, mm. if you had to put on your futurist cap, what do you think the future is going to look like, Jesse? I think. Well, how many years into the future? Um, great. See, I, I like the way you think, man. 250 years wow that's so far oh my okay, god okay when you're old everything uh, i would 80, think, say the world is completely from
0: now. different uh, 80 80 years from now when you're 80 old. years from now yeah. um, you'll be 100 and plus we have a different mode of transportation maybe like a tweaked mode we may not be driving cars anymore or if people drive cars that's like old school to drive cars it was eighty years is closer. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like about a hundred years, and in a hundred years, we went from, like, you know, driving, gas engine, vehicles to like you know electric cars nowadays, and flying. So, I would I would say there's going to be a new method of transportation coming down the road in eighty years, mm-hmm. whether it's whether it's like we don't even drive anymore, and then have like multi-layer highway systems where. You know, if they do have flying cars or whatever, then you'd have, like, tiered systems where, you know, people drive on the ground level and then people drive, you know, maybe 10 feet mm-hmm. buffer in between and then just follow the same lines on the road um, using okay. whatever autonomous, like... What if we're just purpose.
1: transporting our consciousness into different vessels?
0: No, no, it's, that's going to be, like, 250 years. Oh, okay. I don't think that's 80
1: Okay. Yeah. Maybe one day, teleportation. Maybe I would I would volunteer for that system. As long as they make a copy, if they make a backup of me, mm-hmm. then I would say like, yeah, like shoot my consciousness to Mars. Go for it. Just make sure you don't mess up the original copy. In fact, you know, we need some redundancy there. So
0: Do you think that the the international like scene is ever gonna rule? for um, cloning, human cloning and reverse the decision to uh, make human cloning illegal because then we could have, you know, only a war
1: I think only a Star Trek, Star Warsianesque esque war would change the tides on that vote uh, mm-hmm. I think Star Wars is very forward-thinking in a lot of its storylines which is probably why it took place a long time ago in a galaxy far far away but I think that will cause it now what I do think really rich people love is being really rich and having that feeling so I think they'll definitely vote for cloning organs and make it hyper expensive so yeah. you know like when their when they're kicker's about to go out they'll just go ahead and clone a new heart and slap that puppy on in the old chest and keep it moving
0: there was a netflix tv show where some guys like brought back from wherever they store like the database of like human consciou- uh consciousnesses
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then uh he like is a he is a detective for a really rich guy who has like you're saying the ability to uh, transfer his consciousness to a cloned body mm-hmm. have you seen that it's on yeah, Netflix. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's called Altered Carbon.
0: That's the one. Yeah, it was really that decent. Was cool.
1: It got really weird, and like I was watching it with my parents when I went to go visit them one time, and a yeah. uh, whole lot of sex scenes. So that was uh, always fun. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, he is straight up giving it to her hardcore. I did not see this scene coming up. <laughs> I apologize, parents. <laughs> oh man. Uh, and and i love how netflix knows that it's netflix and the sex scenes are like damn it it makes skinamax look like pieces of crap when i was a kid it was all the rage if your friend had cinemax you go over spend a night over there and you're like oh i'm about to watch some skinamax baby (laughs) (laughs) but netflix just takes that and says look anytime any day skinamax go for it all right um Let's let's go on ahead and it's your turn, Jesse. These are good but, articles, by the way. I like them. You do? Oh, I like the weekend ours. articles. You know, I was taking my inspiration from you when I was picking these articles. I was like, "You know what? I'm going to go through the articles. I'm going to curate them this time and I think that Jesse would like this." So Yeah. Those are those were satisfying to read. and uh, talk
0: about. Um all right. So, moving on to Monday. First article of the week lg's mobile arm to trial blockchain payments for overseas travelers written by coindesk daniel palmer 306 retweets and one reddit share lgu a south korean cellular carrier owned by the nation's fourth largest conglomerate lg corporation is launching a blockchain-based overseas payments service announced sunday the trial effort will see the company working with partners in japan Taiwan and the U.S. to offer users of three mobile carriers cheaper and faster payments when traveling internationally. Expected to launch early in 2019, the system is based on a blockchain cross-carrier payment platform provided by project partner U.S.-based TBCA Soft, according to the Korea Times. LG U+ has also signed a memorandum of understanding Thursday with two other carriers Taiwan-based Far East One Telecommunications and Japan-based SoftBank to work together on the trial. The service will enable LGU Plus subscribers to make purchases at select retailers using their cell phones when they travel to Taiwan and Japan. Similarly, the user of Far East One and SoftBank will be able to shop via phone-based payments when traveling in Korea and Japan. That's cool. So your Mm -hmm. phone becomes your international credit card.
1: That's cool. Yeah, it is. That's the future that we're living in. This is the thing that Corey says a lot, and this is just going to be a decent plug for some of the things Corey says. Is that uh, the best way to get in this industry and to and to solidify the fact that you will have significant wealth in the future is to learn how this technology works and learn how to apply your skill sets to how the technology works. Like, there's no doubt this stuff is going to be mapping. It's it's programmable money. I don't know if I could say that any louder. I've been saying it loud for four years now. It's programmable money, which means that there's a lot of savvy people right now thinking of savvy ways to program a network of money, an Internet of money. It would, you know. So so, so I'll take it like this. The SMTP expert in his business, whatever business it was back in the day, was probably making fat stacks chilling in the offices like I can't believe people don't know how in, how email works it's so damn easy right now like be that guy that guy 20 years ago is who you could be right now learning all these protocols and stuff so public service announcement I'm off my soapbox now so there we go it takes turn, a lot of Jesse. time
0: huh? it takes a lot of time It does. It's not something simple. Um, Treat Bitcoin like Switzerland does, Zimbabwe finance minister tells Central Bank. This is an article on Cointelegraph by William Suberg with 14,717 total views, 527 total shares. Zimbabwe's new finance minister said the country should embrace Bitcoin at state level in a manner similar to Switzerland Local media outlet IT Web Africa reports Monday, September 17, citing the Swiss central bank's investment, quote, investment and understanding in Bitcoin. Mithuli Nkube said he would call on the reser- uh, reserve bank of Zimbabwe to follow in its footsteps. Uh, Zimbabwe should be investigating in understanding, oh, investing in understanding innovations and often central banks are too slow in investing in these technologies. The publica- uh, the publication quotes him as saying, quote, but there are other countries which are moving faster. If you look at the Swiss central bank, they are investing in and understanding Bitcoin. Hmm. Mm. I don't think Zimbabwe is going to find like, um, assistance in bringing in Bitcoin faster mm. on a state level. I don't know if that's really going to ha- help them
1: zimbabwe doesn't have a great track record when it comes to uh monetary policy just saying but i do like that they're kind of looking towards and i think this guy here whoever this guy is who's this guy this zimbabwe guy Zimbabwe. who said this the guy Mithuli. oh Mathuli nkube Mathuli nkube i think i said that right uh He said, but there are other countries which are moving faster. If you look at Swiss, the the Swiss Central Bank, they are investing. Oh, did he just give crypto heads a, uh, a half torque? Like you're telling me countries are investing in Bitcoin? Oh, interesting. The plot thickens. That was awkward silence, but... I will, no, I'm, I will, trying, I'm trying to see if like if that's really true or if that's, I don't know. Or he's just talking out of his ass. Yeah. I mean, that's what the quote says. But here's the thing, though, is that I get a little Negro Domacy sometimes. And um, I've thought the price fluctuations this year are uncharacteristic of how they've been in previous years. So there's there's new investors in the game and they're not doing things typically that's all I'm saying and then at the end of 2017 you were seeing these 10 and 20 billion dollar buy orders go through like over a night sorry you'll see 10 or 20 billion dollars in volume overnight like that is a lot of money man so it's just moving man it's moving differently man it's out it's moving Mm. Anyways, this last article's on you.
0: There's a Come stunt on. where they projected the Bitcoin logo on um, Switzerland's national bank. Mm. They being uh, Trust Square. I'll be right back. You good? I have keep all going. right. Absolutely. Slight break. All right. So, for the last article of Monday, it's from Cointelegraph Ripples Sarbai. Regulators no longer take the blockchain good crypto bad approach by Mary he- uh, Hewlett and has 11,412 total views and 267 total shares. Ripple's Sagar Sarbay has said that he believes uh, blockchain te- technology and crypto assets are now being tackled more holistically by policymakers in an interview on CNBC Markets Today. Uh, September 17th, Sarbai, who is head of the regulatory relations for Asia-Pacific and the Middle East at Ripple, said he thinks that regulators are no longer taking a compartmentalized approach that takes distributed leisure technologies such as blockchain in isolation from crypto assets themselves. As the interview subtext implies, regulators have historically approached decentralized cryptocurrencies with circumspection or otherwise outright hostility while remaining more receptive to the potential benefits of blockchain. The prevailing sentiment used to be that the technology can bring major advances, advantages to legacy systems across diverse industries, as well as to the world of finance. But Sir bai today said he believes the tide is changing. A couple of years ago, the narrative was blockchain good, crypto bad. But I think what we're now seeing is that more and more regulators are taking the whole space in one conjunction you cannot have runways built without airplanes that narrative is thankfully changing and policymakers are recognizing that there is a strong benefit that digital crypto assets bring so it looks like they're making well they being um, policymakers I'm not sure if it's maybe policymakers in Asia and Middle East regions um, but the policies that they're thinking about implementing seem like they're going to be more crypto friendly to the actual tokens seeing as they're the actual medium um Sarbai identified some of these benefits as improving financial inclusion and quote removing barriers to commerce he substantiated his claims by pointing to recent developments in thailand which has re- provided a robust regulatory framework for crypto assets in the U.S. context, Sarbai encountered or countered concerns that Ripple's native token, XRP, is likely to come under a security classification as several high-profile ongoing lawsuits allege. He pointed to the open source protocol of the XRP ledger and its independence from the corporation itself, emphasizing that Ripple controls only 7% of the validator nodes operative on the network further argue that XRP investors do not secure a stake or shareholder like position when they purchase the asset and emphasize that countries such as Australia, Philippines, and Thailand have therefore all classified XRP as a commodity. I I can't say I agree with XRP being a commodity Mm. but let's read on Sarbai notably hinted that uh, ripple is likely to launch a commercial application of its x rapid liquidity solution for banks quote in the next month or so as previously reported china is a good example of a country that upholds a notorious a notoriously tough stance against decentralized cryptocurrencies even as blockchain makes inroads at the very high highest levels of the political structure this spring chinese president Xi Jinping, uh, openly praised blockchain as a new example, as an example of a quote, new generation of technologies delivering breakthroughs and the country has sealed the world record for blockchain related patent applications filed throughout 2016 and 2017. Mm. So like China's approach is let, let's not own the blockchain or the token assets. Let's own the patents. Mhm, and then take profits on the intellectual property.
1: And the exchanges, too.
0: Well, I I guess, yeah. Mm.
1: That's why Binance is getting the F up out of there. And they're, Binance is saying, look, we're just going to diversify literally, geographically. We're going to put a Binance on every continent. I think that's an article that I put in here. Mm. Yeah, actually, on Wednesday. Oh, foreshadowing, is Binance moving Oh, sorry. Is Binance multiplying? Hint, hint. Wink, wink.
0: How does that work? Like, if if they're based out of, they were based out of China. China doesn't want them to keep trading. Do they have China's
1: blessing to spread and still operate their headquarters? What do you in mean China? they have China's blessing? They'll just leave China. Uh, I, feel I don't like think China's, China's like- that. Is China that author author authoritarian? Where they're just like, yeah, you can't leave either. I thought that they like
0: they screw you big time if you try and i don't know move outside mm-hmm. the interests of the state
1: mm. Mm. maybe I don't know uh, I do not know, speaking of uh ignorance toward a subject um. <laughs> Just an article by William Seberg. Um Sorry, I gotta backtrack. If China makes it so that you can't leave China and have to do business for China, that's crazy authoritarian. I'm just saying that's out there. But they're doing out there stuff. So, William Seberg, Uh written by William Suberg, CoinTelegraph.com. Uh, we got uh, two thousand three hundred twenty-six total views, two hundred thirty-three total shares. Drug discovery platform Versian launches a blockchain-based security exchange. Oh, this might be a promoted thing that snuck through. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, U.S. pharmaceutical company Versian has become the latest medical organization to experiment in blockchain technology, confirmed in a press release Tuesday. Uh, Versian's main product is its proprietary physics-based drug discovery platform. Like physics-based? What isn't physics-based? The company was established in 2002 and it now trades on the London Stock Exchange. Uh, boasting a market cap of 211 million pounds, 277 million USD. Uh, let's see. Part of a growing trend among major pharmaceutical players to leverage blockchain data and security benefits, the company's subsidiary Block Rules will facilitate what it describes as technology which supports the sale of launch and trading of securities on a public blockchain. That's really weird that a pharmaceutical company is interested in security tokens of public blockchains. That's strange. We need Pepe Silvia. Um... This release explains that permits fully regulated, secure, and transparent support of securities, including decentralized trading, and will assist other pharmaceuticals players to overhaul their funding and development strategy. Here's a quote. By democratizing investment access with blockchain tech, uh, we will change the way new medicines and other life science innovations are funded and how the resulting proceeds are shared. Hmm. This is a, this is a noggin scratcher right here. This is a head scratcher right, right here. They want to open up drug
0: funding to the public and they want you to be able to see the flow of money in a transparent way. Do they want to open up drug funding and make it look like stock investing to average joe
1: so like if i Ooh, invest in creepy, tylenol weird.
0: i don't like this man this is i don't know <laughs>
1: that, that doesn't make me feel right in my stomach like wait
0: like we know, shouldn't be investing in drugs like tylenol as like stocks i
1: don't know we shouldn't be but we already do that in america right like a lot of these drug pharmaceutical companies are public big yeah, pharma but-
0: It's it's all the drugs. You don't like invest in individual drugs because you know the chances of an individual drug failing are super high. So it looks like pharmaceutical companies are trying to mitigate their losses by by painting drug investment as a uh, lucrative thing for average Joe. When in reality, that's where I believe pharmaceutical companies take their biggest hit Mm -hmm. on R and D research developing new drugs. Exactly. So if they're just trying to, you know, spread their losses to stupid investors, this is stupid. I don't like this.
1: Mm. I don't think I'm a fan either. I don't think I like this. It doesn't sit well in my gut. I'm glad I picked this article t- to bring the somber mood. <laughs> so speaking of things that just don't fit right in your stomach when you hear them, here's another article by William Suberg. Chinese blockchain fund plans to raise 13 million dollars for Japanese yen stable coin. No. <laughs> so weird, right? Why is Another a
0: Chinese blockchain fund trying to make a Japanese stable coin. This is-
1: <laughs> It's so weird, God. right? This shit is getting so bonkers. <laughs> we need Pepe Silvia. So the Chinese interpreter Sorry, the Chinese entrepreneur in charge of $1.5 billion blockchain fund will seek to create up to three new stable cryptocurrencies pegged to various fiat currencies. South China Morning Post reports this on Tuesday, September 18th. They're trying to offshore
0: their money. They're like, we got money. Let's get it out. We're going to make stable coins. That's the, that's the uh, cover. Mm. Oh, man.
1: It's just the space is getting so old-school grimy, but... See,
0: the move comes at a time when China's crackdown on cryptocurrency has never been more forceful. Authorities last month blocking hundreds of foreign exchange websites and scrutinizing any activity considered to be promoting the industry. So it's like people are trying to trade their money out of China now that they've made. These are just efforts to move money out.
1: Look Look at this quote. We're entering the next stage of blockchain evolution. A stage which is akin to when computer operating system was transitioning from MS DOS to MS Windows.
0: Bullshit. You just have money and you want to get it out of your country because they can they can just shut your accounts down and freeze your assets.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tell them like it is, Jesse.
0: It's like you live in a shitty country where China can just step in and be like, Oh no, we don't like that you made that much profit and you're not gonna give us any of it and you're trying to move it out of the country.
1: I love how pragmatic you are. I would watch a crypto judge show where you're the judge. It'd be Judge Jesse. <laughs> and like you did, all these projects come up to you. And they're like, we're trying to do this. And you're like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bullshit. Your country sucks at stuff. You're trying to get your money out. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Take
0: your crypto and help some poor people.
1: Judge It'll Jesse. I would literally, I would watch that show. I would. <laughs> Stablecoin coin coming out of uzbekistan bullshit guilty down down, down. all right there was a uh,
0: there was a release on cnn i don't know some google news alerts saying pompeo threatens iran uh, quote they're gonna be held accountable Secretary of State Mike Pompeo issued a stark warning to Iran Friday telling CNN that Washington will take direct action against Tehran for any attacks even those using proxy forces against US interests hmm that's bad anyway that's just a side news thing I don't know why the us is I don't know I I can't
1: What's up? You sound like you. You said you can't even right now.
0: I can't even. Like people go to Iran. Like there's a lot of YouTube tourists. People who fly all over the world and they. One of the places that they went to was Iran, and Iran's really chill. And like even if you're American, they're really nice to you, and they feed you a lot of good food. You no, know, their 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 country is really beautiful right now. Like they have a lot of like, they have a lot of uh, historical buildings that are really really old. Like uh, mm-hmm. I just don't think the U.S. should. I don't think that I. I don't know. Again, I don't really know foreign policy very well. What Iran is doing right now, but it seems like as far as your average Joe in Iran, they really, they're really not doing anything. Like, don't, don't fuck up like the Middle East by trying to go to war with Iran, U.S. Like, that doesn't make any sense.
1: Mm. So, what you're saying is that the Twitter and the YouTube life of Iran is painting it as just like a chill spot. We're just, there's just chill people doing everyday stuff, just bros and chicks. Well, just
0: like everywhere in the world, it's just, it's pretty like, they're, they're pretty nice to people everywhere you go. And Mm -hmm. Iran is no different. The U S just has, you know, like it's difficult to go to Iran. So what you do, like, I don't know if you know about the process, but you actually have to, um, like, I guess go to the embassy of Pakistan in DC and then petition, uh, for a visa to Iran by traveling as a tourist, as part of like a tourist group, just to mm. get in the country, because we can't actually go to Iran directly. And, oh, wow. uh, but anyway, once you're, once you're in Iran, it's pretty much like good food and nice people and cool
1: historical sites. So, mm. yeah, I mean, I don't know much about Iran. So, yeah. Looks like Turkey. I don't know. Kind of like just
0: your average Middle Eastern country with like shawarma or whatever. I don't know. Maybe Yeah, just Middle Eastern food.
1: How did we get onto this? What were, what were we just talking about? What were we talking? Oh, we were talking about Chinese stable coins, Chinese and Japanese stable coins. Yeah, yeah, and then I got a
0: news alert. And oh, okay. I don't. I don't. I don't think the U.S. should go to war against Iran. That doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, that's not very, it's not, that's not very, it doesn't make very much sense, but the last time I checked, uh, have you looked at who's in the White House right now? So
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, like, if you goes <laughs> to war with somebody, like, I don't know, that would help, is, it would help, maybe,
1: I wonder if it would help. Mm. I'm not too sure, but, let's, 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 uh. speaking of wars we shouldn't get involved in, the New York Attorney General reports false crypto, fault report false crypto sorry new york attorney general report (laughs) what this is new york attorney general report report false false crypto crypto exchanges 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 for manipulation risks yeah for manipulation risks jeez i'm literate i swear i am this has 269 (laughs) tweets and one reddit number this is written by nicholas day uh the new york attorney the new york office of attorney general OAG has released a report on cryptocurrency trading platforms find that many are vulnerable to market manipulation and referring several exchanges to another agency for potential violations of state law. The NYAG's... Why does this thing have so many abbreviations? Mm -hmm. NYAG, OAG... Ugh. Inquiry has launched in April, seeking voluntary participation from 13 of the world's most notable trading sites, including Coinbit. Oh, wow. Dang, they're swinging swinging the nuts. Uh... (laughs) The, the, they reporting coinbase, kraken, bitfinex, bitrix, binance among others that are uh ooh new york is swinging at now no they're not suing it's it's a it's about um yeah i know they're just yeah. they're just saying like they're trying to like tattletale on nothing really but that's what they're no, doing they're trying to, they're trying to say put some more
0: tools in to prevent market manipulation in the third paragraph
1: mm mm-hmm. mhm the newly released Virtual Markets Integrity Initiative report drew issue with a number of practices put in place by the exchanges, including methods for monitoring and preventing market manipulations. So there you go. Here's a quote. The industry is yet to implement serious market surveillance ca- ca- capacities. Um, gee, I wonder why surveillance could be the keyword in that. Akin to those of traditional trading venues to detect and punish suspicious trading activity, the NYAG report intended a platform cannot take action to protect cons- customers from market manipulation and other abuses if it is not aware of those practices in the first place. The report also took aim at Kraken, which declined to participate and blasted the Niag effort, <laughs> New York Attorney General Niag. They're niagging everybody. <laughs> the OAC. Could, here's uh what Jesse said. By the way, the CEO of Kraken looks just like Corey. Uh, the OAC could not review the practices and procedures of non-participating platforms. Binance, Gate, Huobi, and Kraken. Concerning manipulative or abusive trading, however, the Kraken platform's public response is alarming in announcing the company's decision not to participate in the initiative. Kraken declared that market manipulation doesn't matter to most crypto traders, even while admitting that scams are rampant in the industry. So, mm. yeah. It's crazy how, like, like it seems like regulate sorry, pun- Punishment for organizations is so subjective, right? Like every other month you'll see an article come out about like how some large bank was doing like uh, fraud, right? Money laundering. We had Wells Fargo who was committing fraud, super duper fraud last year. We've got this guy in Germany who there's $240 billion money laundering like fraud scheme. He just like upped and resigned last week he said shit I'm about to go to jail I need to go. I need to resign and so it just seems like it's very subjective you know what I mean like yeah. the, the, like the fraud goes down and the scams go down like just do your good old-fashioned police work and do the same thing to crypto Crypto's crypto is going to be no different there's going to be bad actors in crypto just like there's bad actors in everything i shouldn't i, I don't believe painting a whole bad picture on very large sectors of this industry is needed just do good old-fashioned police work and bring the bad people to justice anyway. hmm. you know what the SEC needs and the New York Fence need they need a Batman voice for the whole crypto community they could just go into like meetups and go where are they and then people will say like oh shit they're using the Batman voice uh, the bad guys are over there. I mean, that's pretty much how Batman works, right? He finds the guys, and then they're like, <laughs> like oh, the bad guys are over there. Thank you. And, you know, ties them up. Anyways, yeah, so SEC, get a Batman voice. Uh, I'm open. You can hire me. I charge $15,000 an hour for a Batman <laughs> voice. <laughs> Oh, there's more to this article. Sorry. Here's a quote. Coinbase says, uh, this is, uh, Limpres. Uh, he is the, let me see. Let me see here. Coinbase's chief policy officer, Mike Limpres. Uh, he said when Coinbase executes these trades, it does so on behalf of Coinbase consumer customers, not itself. So they're basically denying proprietary trading for Coinbase, which I think kind of rolls into fractional reserve banking. Right. Um, and Eric Voorhees also tweeted, those kinds of people never seem to realize their behavior is what led to the breakup. New York is oh god. So so Jesse so let me give you some backstory. Jesse Powell, the CEO of Kraken, basically said that the New York financial environment is like a a, a bad X. Like they break up with you and then they like keep track of you and don't want you to grow and don't want your other relationships to grow. And they always do stuff to kind of sabotage you. He said, that's what. And then so Eric Voorhees said, and those kinds of people never seem to realize their behavior is what led to the breakup. New York is going to lose its position at the head of global finance if it doesn't change soon. Keep up the good work. And then, yeah. So th- th- what you're seeing is people with a lot of money telling organizations that are scrambling for a lot of funding from their uh, head honchos to S their D in public. It's very awesome. So <laughs> I wouldn't follow in their footsteps though. Cause Eric Voorhees and Jesse Powell have fuck you money on order of billions. So, um, don't do what they do exactly. So, um, anyways, um next article i think it's your turn honestly
0: yep all right so articles for wednesday first article Binance, our favorite exchange reveals plan to launch crypto exchanges on almost every continent written by wolfie Zhao. so this is the article you're talking about Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm So one of the world's largest crypto exchanges by trading volume wants to set up fiat to crypto trading platforms on almost every continent. Binance founder and CEO Zhao Changpeng closed out the first day of Coindesk's Consensus Singapore event with a fireside chat where he discussed a range of topics including how he grew Binance from a startup with a $15 million initial coin offering to one of the world's largest crypto exchanges and his future vision for the platform. During the conversation with CoinDesk's Pete Rizzo, Zhao indicated that by this time next year, he wants the company to launch five to 10 fiat to crypto exchanges with ideally two per continent. These plans fall fall in line with Binance's current efforts to roll out an exchange in Singapore that supports local to fiat local fiat to crypto training trading services having conducted closed testing on tuesday uh, cz said he hopes the platform could be up and running within months though he added that working with banks and regulators is much harder than just with cryptocurrencies noting that this move appears to be a reversal to what binance has been known for for mm-hmm. which is its crypto to crypto trading zao admitted that the market crypto Crypto market capitalization is still significantly lower than traditional financial instruments. Mm-hmm. Fiat is still where all the money is in, and we've got to open that gate," he said.
1: Hmm. I like I like this guy, though. I really do. I think it takes a lot of cojones to build an exchange when several exchanges exist. Like and to make it number one in like less than a year, that takes some cojones. And now he's like he's basically. F- force feeding progression onto the incumbent financial system with moves like this he's like oh okay your country doesn't like it cool I have 8 other countries that I'm in that are doing just fine and they're going to get ahead of you if you don't start to allow easier on ramps from fiat to crypto so your move oldies and he's young too right And CZ like in his 30s mid 30s No, I'm not sure he looks young. Maybe it's that Asian thing. They say Asian black people don't crack. <laughs> Until we do.
0: Yeah. you're like sixty something as a Chinese woman, you just look like you're Yoda.
1: <laughs> Did you say old Chinese women look like Yoda? Oh my god, you can't you can't say that. No, it's just like it's like
0: immediate. Like they, they look like they're young from like you know, when they're born till they're like fifty something and then like when they turn sixty something, it's just like boom. They turn into Yoda. <laughs> oh
1: god. That's so funny. Because it's true. Yeah. Oh. I'm glad you said that, not me, because you're Asian, you can get away with it. <laughs> but I can't. I don't I don't think black women age. Like if you look at Angela Bassett, well half of that's plastic surgery. Uh, but like they just. Are you googling Angela Bassett? Is that what that clicking no, clock is? I'm googling
0: on? like old black women. <laughs> nah at some point, at some point they do the same thing too.
1: I think it's everybody. Yeah. Everybody gets
0: old, right? Yeah, but like, I feel like black people they age well, and then so we do we have good skin. That's what people. we're
1: blessed with. We get great, great skin. Fortunate mixed with some social strife, and that's our life. It's like oh skincare products really really work for us really well but at the same time if we're holding a brush we might get shot by a cop so mm. <laughs> that's that's the uh that's the old scales balancing i guess great blessed was good skin cursed with uh getting shot by cops so ooh, did that hit too close to home I think, it too, I think that had too close though. To I, <laughs> I think we should. I'm not sure. Uh, this is your week, so I want you to do the transition. You skipped the article, by the way. You skipped the first article. Um, but do we need okay. to talk about that?
0: Because we kind of talked about that in the other article. I think it's the same thing. Eight surprising findings from New York's Virtual Markets Integrity Initiative. Because that's what it was called. It's called the Integrity Initiative. Mm. In the last article that you read. That had to do with the OAGC. It's the same thing. The New York State Office of the Attorney General, OAG, sent an extraordinarily detailed questionnaire to every cryptocurrency exchange that traded in the state. Some platforms such as Kraken rebuffed it, rightly interpreting the initiative as a phishing exercise designed to further regulate an already tightly regulated industry. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. I don't know. This actually provides a little bit more detail that wasn't given in the previous article. Um so let, let me read some of these. So, um, Ah, that's interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Wow. These are actually really good. Okay, so 20% of all trades on Coinbase are file, are filled by Coinbase themselves. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. And no one knows where gate.io is located. Bitstamp and Poloniex block VPN access. Mm-hmm. Bittrex staff are allowed to trade two days each quarter. Ooh. Some exchanges don't use pen testing. What that means is penetration testing involves enlisting mm-hmm. a third-party security team and a probe platform for weaknesses. So if your platform is hackable, uh, some exchanges don't test for that. Um, if you value your privacy, don't trade on HBus or Tidex. It says uh, they don't enforce full KYC. Oh, if you value your privacy, trade on HBus or Tidex because they don't use KYC. Um high volume traders may receive secret discounts as a thing
1: yeah that's um, that's that's not new that's that's even in traditional finance. Just
0: one exchange claims to charge charge coin listing fees. Hbus does that.
1: Yeah, they the, uh, more of them do that because there's people in our slack that try to launch coins and they're like, yeah, like these these exchanges are charging us an arm and a, f- a leg to just to list our freaking token. Yep. Mm. Business is fucking greasy. The only one on here I can maybe give a pass to is Coinbase because Coinbase is doing a lot for people that don't know shit about crypto. So if it does look on the surfaces if Coinbase is doing these trades on behalf of Coinbase, they're probably doing it because people are, like I've had to help people send transactions because they're too scared to hit the send button because they don't know where their crypto is gonna go. Right? Like some people are just re- really scared You know where it's going to go. It's going to go to the address you have. Yeah, but they just, you know, people are weird, man. People are really weird. There was a home, when I went out to that Miami Bitcoin conference, Mm -hmm. I was was part of a conversation. The guy was like, yeah, I'm I'm going over to this guy's house. He's got like X a million locked up in Litecoin and he wants to send it somewhere, but he's too scared to send it. So I had to go over there and send it for him. And I was like, You realize you're gonna he's gonna have to change all of his passwords and everything, like it's a whole new security. You gotta set the security at a clean slate. And he's like, Well, I'm gonna take him through all that, but people out here just don't know shit. And so that is the the reality of the situation. So so that's the only excuse I can give Coinbase is, the, is that so many of those, their customers are GPPs that they're probably just doing it on their behalf, which could be illegal. Not sure, but who knows? Hmm. Crypto's getting just so complex these days.
0: Hmm. Okay. It is kind of. Well, it's not really comp. Well. It's just layered it's new, you know what there's I mean? new developments yeah
1: yeah it was layered. layered like bullshit like an onion like it's so human now it used to be easy take a computer give it the software run the software boom <laughs> now it's like so human i don't know well it's still no. the
0: same but like the motivations of why people create things have changed to become mm-hmm. pretty bullshitty you
1: yeah last article on Wednesday then we're going to Thursday and then of course we don't do zero confirmation news so critical bug found in Bitcoin core
0: invokes the multiple client argument Jamie Redman 6062 views over the last 24 hours the cryptocurrency community has been discussing a critical vulnerability that was found in the Bitcoin core reference client the bug introduced in Bitcoin core version 0.14 that affects all subsequent versions could have caused a great majority of current core nodes to crash. According to the developer's Optech newsletter, core contributors released a patch that fixes core version 0.16.2, and the latest 0.16.3 fix requires an
1: immediate upgrade. Yeah, this was more of a public service announcement kind of article to pull. There's a critical bug. uh, this applies to you if you're running a node or running wallet software or doing development. Um, if you're doing none of those things and you are strictly just a the user, then all the services that you use and benefit from are going to do this. Um, and they'll probably give you a software update or an email letting you know that they fixed the bug. So that's how that works. Here's a quote by Chris Pasilla who's got a really cool profile. Bugs happen. This is a fact of life. It's a fact of life. I'm not criticizing them for having a bug. I'm criticizing the idiot minimalists who insist core developers are godlike individuals. And certainly, the best devs in the world. He trademarked the best devs in the world? Interesting. Well anyways, yeah. There was a bug in Bitcoin. It could have been potentially hazardous as it like, shut down nodes shut down the majority of nodes what's that noise that was me adjusting my mic oh okay yeah i would have shut down the majority of nodes which would have caused some uh, inconsistencies in the service uh but it did not so all is fine bitcoin still has 100 percent uptime moving on a thursday the last day of news before you get zero confirmation news so Oh, man, Japan just keeps getting effed in the A, man. So Japanese regulated exchange Zyfe hacked nearly 6,000 Bitcoin stolen. So at the current prices, 6,700 6, is $40.2 million were stolen from an exchange. Now, this is not Bitcoin that was hacked. This was an exchange that practiced bad security that I've never even heard of. Zyfe was hacked for 5,966 BTC. Uh, why does it say estimated total damage of 60 million? When I just did, I literally just did the math. Hold up. 6,700. Interesting. Well, anyways. Maybe it's, there's more
0: than just... 6,000 BTC. There's yeah, more, was... Um, yeah, other cryptos.
1: Yeah. Uh, here's the quote. Some of the deposit and withdrawal hot wallets were hacked by unauthorized access from the outside, and part of the virtual currencies managed by us was illegally discharged to the outside. It is estimated the total loss due to damage is equivalent to about 6.7 billion yen. Uh, whoa. Okay, there was Mona and Bitcoin Cash. So... Um, well, I'll start it and you finish it, Jesse. If you don't have the private keys, you don't have your ownership. There you go. No private keys, no crypto. That's the way it works. Doesn't matter all the way across the board. Even with, I'm going to put this in quotations, trusted entities like Coinbase, if you don't have the private keys. You don't have the crypto now coinbase does offer a service where they will export to you your private keys and then you can then sweep your crypto out of it but um i haven't followed up on that service in some time so hell i haven't even done that in years now so uh fuck but yeah coinbase does give you your private keys so that's the the whole thing we're pushing here is with crypto you have options so like a bank has the private keys you can't do shit but coinbase they'll give you your private keys you can take your money out of there if you want so uh sorry that article was written by kevin helms and moving on we're gonna kind of wrap this one on you guys we've been going for a while but it's been a fun episode i really like this episode
0: Wait, so before you said that, Coinbase actually gives you
1: your private key? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a service on there. Like You're talking cool about the cookie. vault? Huh? You're talking about the vault? Mm, no, I thought they stopped the vault.
0: I don't know. Let me see. I'm just curious because
1: I didn't know that. Um, Coinbase private key export. There's a vault. Uh, I can create a vault. Oh, you can still do the vault?
0: Yeah. Um, how do I get my private keys? Yeah, I don't see it. Oh. I think you can
1: export it if you make a vault.
0: Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Like but I thought the vault is still they own the private key.
1: Until you export it. And they do. It's a it's a it's a multi sig thing. So if you start an individual vault, it's like a two of three multisig where they have the second and the third is I think either burned or something like that or they like yeah This the third is burned I wouldn't want to share it with them and then if you do a group one it's a three of five multi-sig and they have or in of however many you know if there's three people that hold the keys to the vault then it would be one two three four of five and then Coinbase would have a fourth and then the fifth private key would be burned. So I'm
0: looking on the IP addresses that the sessions were logged to my account and there's one from Sweden. Hmm? And I wonder if if that was if that was me on a VPN or that's you on a VPN. Because I don't ever, like everything else is from the US besides that one session, which was from Sweden. I wonder if my account's been compromised and I don't know it. <laughs>
1: you might want to look into that, homie. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Um, so moving into the second article on Thursday and then we'll wrap this. This article is kind of dense. So I would heavily recommend you follow the link in the show notes and check it out because it is actually kind of interesting it's something that we touched on with the guest about two months ago about um governance blockchain governance on-chain off-chain um different voting protocols and all of such so this article was written by a guest author um It just says guest author. They choose to remain anonymous. 4,634 total views, 237 total shares. So since Bitcoin's introduction in 2009, there have been several attempts to include a decision-making process as part of the rules of a blockchain. This is called on-chain governance, a formalized way in which a group of people can make changes by voting through protocol. The the purpose behind it is to provide a clear-cut path to consensus. Uh, what are some examples of people using on-chain governance? It can include, but is not limited to, the following three topics. Changes in the existing protocol and parameters of a blockchain. Retroactively making changes to the state of the blockchain. Distribution of subsidies when relevant. So, Cointelegraph has interviewed several cryptocurrency projects, such as Decred, Dash, BitShares, and Steemit, to see. What's funny is that BitShares and Steemit are made by the same guy, who also co-founded dogecoin dan larimer who's a fucking genius and hard to get like hard to get a hold of this guy fuck so anyways uh to see how they address the various facets of blockchain protocols regarding on-chain governance so there's a there's like a there's a neat graphic on here that you should probably take a look at has the consensus mechanism what the voters are the areas of the votes block creators and protocol upgrades um and it just kind of breaks down like how each one of these protocols and these cryptocurrencies um, manages on-chain governance, um, and then it also defines consensus mechanisms, voting mechanisms, uh, block creators, protocol upgrades. So you you might want to take a look into this article. We're just trying to wrap. We've been we've been going for a while. So and the very last article of Thursday. Then it's on to zero confirmation news. Is Thought that was the last article. Oh shit! No, no, I skipped one. No, here we go. It's, uh the the Coinbase is denying that they do proprietary trading? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so basically, like we read earlier in the articles, Coinbase is being accused of you know twenty percent of their trades are done for on on behalf of Coinbase. Um, I think it'd be di- like it. Why don't they just do those trades on a different exchange so it doesn't look so shady? Don't do it on your own GDAX exchange, right? That just seems, ooh, I got a 503 when I clicked on this article. It's 503. Anyways, I got an error code when, when Coinbase came up that they were refuting the claims, so. Nevertheless, always uh, the more. That's the end of today's share. You got anything you want to plug, Jesse? Anything you want to get out there for the people?
0: Uh, still streaming. Um, streaming WoW lately, but I'll be switching to different games. I got a hard drive coming in, so I'm gonna load up my computer with a bunch of different games. If you guys want a game to be played, just hit me up, and then I'll I'll try your your game.
1: Yeah, man. Jesse plays the games. It's pretty good. Battle Right. You're pretty good at Battle Right. I'll give that to you. Thanks. Are man. you good at Overwatch? No, no. That one's
0: that one's difficult.
1: Overwatch is difficult.
0: I mean, this you can't really carry that game like super well because there's too many people, right? It's like five or six people on your team. Mm-hmm. The closer you get to like just two or three people, like I can carry, but it's like five or six. I'm not good at carrying that.
1: Carry sounds like such a bad term. It's not, it's not, but it seems like it's like mm, it makes me feel bad if anyone ever calls me a carry. It's like I don't want to carry the team. That's not like usually if you're carrying the team in other sports, it's a bad thing. See, like like I I like
0: playing like if I'm a healer, like if I'm playing Mercy or if I'm playing in Battle Right a healer. Like I like playing with a DPS that can carry, just as the DPS. Like if I die, there's a good chance that they can one v two. Like that's nice. It's like insurance.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: And also makes your life easier as whatever you're playing because you don't have to try so hard because they're just they're just on it, man. Like you you could be a carry doing range DPS in battle right. You were that good the first time. I smoked that guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was like my first time playing.
0: He stopped playing afterwards. Uh, You killed killed
1: the fire within him. He stopped playing?
0: Yeah, you had been playing for like two or three days and then you played for like your first day and swamped like 10 minutes into the now. game.
1: I was mopping him. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, guy. I had never played that game before. It's a fun game, though. Um... <laughs> Thanks. Like, <laughs> Sorry. I totally got distracted there. Sorry, audience. Thanks, everybody, uh, for listening to another week of the show. Jesse, it's on you. you. You bring us out.
0: All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching Just the Headers. We appreciate your listenership, and we'll see you in the next one.
1: Peace.